Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Friday, March 3rd. U.S. equities finished higher with all the major indexes posting solid gains for the week. Fourth quarter earnings season approached the end of the final chapter as Broadcom topped forecasts and issued upbeat guidance, though Zscaler's billings outlook appeared to overshadow a stronger-than-expected quarterly report and Costco Wholesale posted mixed results. The economic front offered services sector reports that showed growth was stronger than expected. Treasury yields came under pressure along with the U.S. dollar, while crude oil prices were higher and gold rallied. Asia finished out the week in positive fashion, and Europe was mostly higher following some economic data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average increased 387 points, or 1.2%, to 33,391. The S&P 500 Index rose 64 points, or 1.6%, to 4,046. And the Nasdaq Composite was up 226 points, or 2%, to 11,689. In moderate volume, 3.8 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded and 4.4 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained $1.52 to $79.68 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price jumped $21.10 to $1,861.60 per ounce. And the dollar index lost 0.5% to 104.55. Markets ended noticeably higher for the week as the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 1.8%, the S&P 500 was up 1.9%, and the Nasdaq Composite rallied 2.6%. In equity news on Friday, Broadcom, ticker symbol AVGO, reported adjusted fiscal first quarter earnings per share of $10.33 versus the $10.17 faxed estimate as revenues rose 16% year-over-year to $8.92 billion, compared to the $8.9 billion that the street was expecting. The chip company said its results during the quarter reflect continued strength in infrastructure demand across all its end markets. Broadcom issued second quarter guidance that was above analysts' forecasts. Shares were higher. Costco Wholesale, ticker symbol COST, announced fiscal second quarter earnings of $3.30 per share, above the projected $3.21, as revenues rose 6.5% year-over-year to $55.27 billion versus the anticipated $55.57 billion. The company also issued February sales guidance that came in a bit shy of estimates as it saw a slowdown in big-ticket discretionary items. Shares traded lower. Zscaler, ticker symbol ZS, posted adjusted fiscal second quarter earnings per share of $0.37, above the expected $0.29, with revenues growing 52% year-over-year to $387.6 million, topping the forecasted $365.5 million. The cybersecurity company's billings came in just above estimates, but its deferred revenues came in just shy of estimates, while noting a difficult macroeconomic environment. The company added that it continues to see customers consolidate multiple point products onto its integrated zero-trust security platform for better security and lower cost. 
Zscaler issued full-year earnings and revenue guidance that topped projections, though its billings outlook came in slightly below estimates. Shares fell. As fourth quarter earnings season nears the finish line of the 496 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, about 58% have topped revenue estimates and approximately 69% have exceeded earnings projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Results have been mixed along with guidance as corporations try to determine the ultimate impact of the aggressive Fed monetary policy tightening on the economy and profit margins. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders notes in her latest article titled The Price You Pay, a look at equity valuations, how valuation metrics broadly look more attractive relative to where they were a year ago, but history shows they don't provide clear guidance on future returns. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders, and you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Friday, the Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, Services Index dipped, but remained in expansion territory for February, denoted by a reading above 50. The index edged to 55.1 compared to the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a dip to 54.5 from January's 55.2 reading. The key services sector index continued to grow as new orders expanded at an accelerated pace along with employment and prices paid decelerated while business activity fell but continued to grow. The final S&P Global U.S. Services PMI index for February was unexpectedly and modestly upwardly revised to 50.6 from the preliminary reading of 50.5 versus forecasts for no change and remaining in contraction territory as denoted by a reading below 50 but above January's 46.8 figure. Treasury rates declined as the yield on the two-year note was seven basis points lower at 4.86%. The yield on the 10-year note decreased 11 basis points to 3.97%, and the 30-year bond rate fell 13 basis points to 3.89%. Treasury yields are cooling down somewhat after jumping as of late, as a tight labor market and still elevated inflation have preserved Fed expectations that it could stay on the hawkish path of tighter monetary policy. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, notes in her latest article titled, Mind the Gap, Bond Yields Appear Set for a Rebound, how over the next few months we see room for yields to move higher, especially if the inflation data come in stronger than anticipated. You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. Next week's economic calendar will have a focus on the labor market with the ADP Employment Change Report, Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, and initial jobless claims for the week ended March 4th, all preceding Friday's highly anticipated February labor report. Other key data points on the docket include factory orders, wholesale inventories, consumer credit, the MBA Mortgage Applications Index for the week ended March 3rd, and the trade balance. As well, the Fed will release its Beige Book, an anecdotal read on business activity across the nation used by the Fed to prepare for its next monetary policy decision slated for March 22nd, 
and Fed Chairman Jerome Powell will provide his semi-annual testimony before Congress. In international news on Friday, stocks in Europe were mostly higher, with the markets sifting through some economic data to close out the week. The Eurozone February Services PMI was unexpectedly revised slightly to a smaller pace of growth than initially estimated, while the UK Services PMI for last month was surprisingly adjusted to a higher level of growth than originally reported. In other economic news, Germany's January export growth rebounded more than expected, and Eurozone producer prices fell in January month over month and decelerated more than expected year over year, but remained elevated. Uncertainty regarding how aggressive the Fed in the U.S., the European Central Bank, and the Bank of England will need to remain to try to combat the persistent inflation pressures continues to foster volatility in the markets. The euro and the British pound rose versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. were lower. Despite the recent choppiness in the markets, equities in the region have had a strong start for 2023, buoyed by signs that warmer-than-expected winter weather may help the region avoid an energy crisis, as well as China's reopening. Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article titled the everything-everywhere-all-at-once rally, how despite market volatility, inflationary pressures, and a potential earnings recession, a rally involving stocks, bonds, and some commodities that started in November still persists. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index was little changed, while Germany's DAX index and Italy's FTSE MIB index rose 1.6%, France's CAC 40 index gained 0.9%, Spain's IBEX 35 index increased 1.5%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index ticked 0.2% higher. Stocks in Asia finished out the week on the positive side as investors digested mostly upbeat economic data in the region. February services PMIs were prevalent, with growth in Japan being revised higher and Australia's services output being adjusted back into expansion territory. Also, China's private sector services PMI for last month accelerated further into expansion territory by a larger amount than anticipated. Finally, Tokyo's consumer price inflation for February decelerated from January. Following the data, focus remained on the ultimate impact of monetary policy tightening out of the U.S. and Europe on global financial conditions and the economy. However, Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his latest article titled, Are You Focused on the Wrong Central Bank? How while investor attention is on the Fed, changes at the Bank of Japan might bring shifts to the economic environment impacting the global markets. The equity markets have been chopping as geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China continues to be elevated. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rallied 1.6% with the yen gaining ground late in the session versus the U.S. dollar. China's Shanghai Composite Index rose 0.5% and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index gained 0.7% to extend this week's gains. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index advanced 1.5%, Australia's S&P ASX 200 index traded 0.4% higher, and South Korea's KOSPI index increased 0.2%.
Next week's international economic calendar will be less robust, with items slated for release to include trade data, CPI and PPI from China, retail sales and the trade balance from Australia, wage data, the leading index, fourth quarter GDP, machine tool orders and PPI from Japan, retail sales, fourth quarter GDP and employment change from the Eurozone, along with German factory orders, retail sales and CPI. And from the UK will come housing prices, industrial and manufacturing production and the trade balance. In central bank action, the Reserve Bank of Australia and the Bank of Japan will announce their respective monetary policy decisions.